folks. In today's episode, we talk about why D&D is so popular. Stay tuned. What's going on, happy people? Today I want to talk about the popularity of D&D. So, if you're not aware of this, Dungeons & Dragons used to not be that popular. Um, Don't get me wrong, though. I am really happy and I'm really glad that Dungeons & Dragons has become popular in the mainstream or at least widely accepted. You know, you have awesome advocates in, um, in the hobby, such as Joe Manganiello, getting really involved in D&D and, you know, really show, using his platform to talk about D&D and to kind of just show that it's this really cool game. But if you're like me, you remember a time where things like D&D, um, anime, manga, uh, fantasy, sci-fi, pretty much that whole, you know, those kind of genres of the nerddom um overall genre was not it it really wasn't cool it was deemed uncool um to be you know excuse me as a matter of fact comic books were kind of that iffy um there were some people who really liked it and they grew up and showed their kids and that was kind of a little bit more of americana culture so it was it was kind of accepted and it kind of wasn't um People like Stan Lee, you know, rest in peace, he really championed the cause, but I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Either way, though, a lot of people viewed those different subgenres as something that wasn't cool. A lot of people would get bullied about it, and if you associated yourselves with it, you pretty much hid that part of you from other people. Now, the only exception that I noticed was Pokemon. Everyone loved Pokemon, or at least most people loved Pokemon and really didn't harp on each other for it. But back in the day when I was a youngling myself, you know, me and my friends would meet up in one of our quote unquote, you know, secret locations. So basically one of our parents' houses. And we would talk about the latest and greatest events surrounding, you know, um, any of the comic books that we were reading, any manga, if if we could get our hands on manga, um, any anime that we saw, things of that nature. Obviously, you know, we spent hours at the game store or at comic book shops talking about it too, and kind of presenting the what ifs um, and in regarding different scenarios in our D and D adventures. But to the public, a lot of people. Uh, including some of our friend uh, of some of my friends, you know, they kept it as a business as usual, and we really didn't share it outside of our group. It was something precious to us. But 20 years later, you know, give or take, we see that everyone is talking or playing D and D, and everyone is sharing their escapades or and their adventures. You know, they're talking about different theories and they're posting this all on social media. And it begs the question, why is it so popular now? Why wasn't it popular back then? You know, nothing, the game has always been consistent in the regards of storytelling adventure. That's the main principle. That's the core of Dungeons and Dragons. But why has it not been, you know, almost expanded upon? And why, why is it now that there's popularity? Personally, I think that the answer is maturity and growth in the hobby. So let's take a step back. 
we have to see where people were culturally um, when D&D came about. Society as a whole was at a very different place. We um, were in the middle of a geopolitical strife with Russia, so aka the Cold War, and we were also, you know, in this kind of everything Americana, everything um, is this like almost nationalistic, but we had this, you know, Americana folk pride, and we were everything, we were about, you know, everything that was, you know, quote-unquote American, and this was, you know, football and apple pie and things of that nature. Um, combining this with the satanic panic of some unfortunate things that happened, you know, if you don't know the satanic panic, Google it, um, cause that, that's a whole different episode within itself. It seems like anything that was quote unquote taboo wasn't seen kindly. You know, as a matter of fact, the, anything that would be seen as foreign would most likely just be dismissed and shunned. So in pop culture, you see a lot of movies a lot of tv shows where the nerd or the geek was seen as the outcast they were seen as uncool you know they weren't seen as the popular person and a lot of times i want to say that the mainstream you know hollywood media or you know really just mainstream culture showcased that dungeons and dragons was you know, played by the quote-unquote nerds. So I think there's some association there that says, hey, if you are a nerd and you play D&D, you know, they go hand-in-hand hand and you're not going to be accepted into um, our culture. You're not going to be accepted by the mass of people, by society as a whole. And it, it really conditioned the public to correlate that, to correlate that anything nerdy or geeky was either unpopular, uncool, or foreign. Now, with all that being said, this is just a disclaimer that this is my opinion. This is something that it's not really backed by um, hard empirical data. I'm just expressing what I've seen from a historical point of view of, you know, classic 80s movies and 90s movies, um, TV shows, things of that nature where it was not totally popular to be the one, you know, into nerdy things and geeky things. It was, again, it was pretty shunned. Um, so I'm not judging anyone, nor am I stating anything. This is just what I've seen and observed. But that whole culmination kind of led to the outcasting of Dungeons and Dragons. I think that the satanic panic solidified it. But I, you know, again, I think it was um, also a mix. It was a hybrid mix of, you know, from a cultural and society point of view, not accepting it. And then the satanic panic was the last nail in the coffin. But with all that being said, I think that the hobby matured and grew and, and it grew in such a way where it allowed the other genres to grow hand in hand. So... What do I mean by this? When I what I'm talking about is the folks who played D&D as kids or teenagers or adults, they matured in a way in which um, they passed it down to their friends or they passed it along um, to their colleagues, whatever it may be. They shared it with their friends or their loved ones or even their own children 
and kind of said, hey, this is what D&D is about. This is what, you know, we're talking about when I play, when I, or rather when I state that this is a collaborative role-playing game, this is what I mean in regards to Dungeons and Dragons. So I think that it was shared to such an extent where you have people that are, you know, grow up into it and say, oh, this is pretty cool and it's getting, and it's spreading, right? It's spreading um, between people and it's like, oh, this is actually really cool. This is not, excuse me, this is not the typical um, nerdy thing. It's not something to shun. And in addition to that, I mentioned earlier Joe Manganiello. I think the Joe Manganiellos, the John Favros, the Stephen Colbert's, the Vin Diesel's, um, those you know people who have um, played D and D, and actually, and and Deborah, I'm probably gonna mispronounce her name, but Deborah Warhol. Um, uh, and again, I am sorry if I mispronounced her name. But the, the folks in the, um, who are using their platform to share and talk about D&D and to really bring about Dungeons and Dragons in, the positive, in a positive light has also helped. You know, you will have shows like Stranger Things, um, the Netflix show that really made D&D popular because that's what the kids um, on the show play. They were playing it and it became such a popular thing where now people said, hey, you know what? I remember Dungeons and Dragons. It's not that crazy. It's not that weird. You know, you have a lot of, again, you, this Dungeons and Dragons formed a lot of the actors and directors, screenwriters and and so on and so forth um, that are today producing great content from the I mean, look at Jon Favreau. He's a great director. Like, you know, from the movie Swingers, although, I mean, I personally like Swingers, but I'm also a John Favreau fan, so, you know, when he, uh, with, with Swingers all the way, you know, look at Iron Man, you know, he directed Iron Man, which catapulted the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it really showcased what Marvel can do, and brought Marvel into popularity, where now everyone, you know, the Avengers and all that good stuff is popular from the MCU point of view. You can't go anywhere without someone saying, hey, did you see, you know, Avengers Endgame? And you can't go anywhere on the internet, especially, and not talk about it. So because of that, I think it leads back to, again, Jon Favreau playing D&D and giving him the ability to be creative and to think and him showcasing excuse me him showcasing that he did play D&D and a lot of I feel that a lot of kids and a lot of teenagers and a lot of adults you know pretty much everyone looks at stories like that and say wow you know my goal is to become a you know artist or a film director or you know what have you and go from there and really say I'm going to get into D&D because maybe that will help me and which is great I think that's awesome but you know with all that being said um, I, I really see that people again they matured in the hobby and they grew in the hobby and they grew you know they actually multiplied the hobby because you have people 
you know, for example, Bill Gates. He played D&D, and whether he continues to play now, I don't know. That'd be awesome. But, you know, with him, like, being one of the wealthiest, you know, people on Earth, he's probably contributed to that. With all that being said, though, D&D is so popular, I think, as well, not only because of the people, but at the core of it, it is a storytelling game. It ta- it's a collaborative storytelling game where you quite literally have the ability to create anything and everything using your imagination. In a video game, video games, although we have great video games out there and I'm inspired by a lot of these video games when I write uh, for Dungeons and Dragons or for my D&D homebrew world, mind you. I think that there's a very hard comparison. Video games have, you know, they have certain algorithms that are that are set in the world to grow and expand. Um, and that's obviously I'm, I'm thinking like Skyrim, where it's a it's continuously growing and evolving. But there's other games that, you know, most other games rather, once you beat the game, you beat the game and that's it. You can play and, you know, you can start the game all over and and same thing with Skyrim or any of these crazy, you know, MMO RPGs like World of Warcraft. You know, you can, yeah, start a new character and and go from there. But the thing is that they're always there, you know, that algorithm, that engine that continues to generate you know, stories and whatnot, you're reliant upon that, just like you're reliant upon d You're reliant upon the same methodology in D&D. The only difference is that you and your friends are creating it versus some, you know, some company that you're reliant upon. In a way, I think D&D's become so popular because of that reliance on, you know, certain technologies. In this regard, bare bones, I can play Dungeons and Dragons with my friends. You know, if I had the player's handbook and all that other stuff, yeah, that'd be great. But I can quite literally play, create a story from scratch and play with my friends for however long I want to. Whether it's a day, a year, you know, 10 years, 100 years, whatever it may be. I can pretty much do that. So I think that D&D, you know, and I'm going to add to the maturity and growth part, but I think is that, or I think rather that the maturity and growth of the hobby and the players and the fans also, you know, hand, you know, kind of was, um, it correlated or rather even I would dare say, um, kind of grew with the fact that D&D is such a simple game of imagination yet it's so complex that's what allowed new fans to say wow i really like this this is really cool it you know gives me not and again we all know the benefits right but you know D has been so popular because it is you know it, it is one some of that nostalgia of it's not a video game it's not a video game that's relying upon xyz things it is a game where you and your friends get to you know tell a story and um do it together and it forces people to be together it forces that human interaction and that human connectivity it also gives you the ability um 
to meet up with other people and to say, oh, yeah, I'm having these type of adventures like, hey, you know, we're needing this type of player or, or this type of, you know, whatever. You know, come join our game or do whatever. It's very accepting. And that's another thing, lastly, that I want to bring up is that culture and society nowadays versus years ago, it's a lot more accepting. We as a culture are a little bit more accepting um, and a little bit more um, patient with each other. Um, maybe, maybe not as patient as we want to be, right? I mean, and that's always some, you know, patience is a virtue, as they say. We have to grow in that virtue. But patience with one another of saying, hey, you know what? I haven't played in a while or I've never played. Can you show me how? That type of patience of like, yeah, sure, we can show you how to play D&D. Um, but people are very accepting and people are very, um, pe- people are very understanding of the fact that, hey, you know what, maybe you had a f- particular view of D&D and this is really what D&D is about. Let me show you. You're obviously not going to have that everywhere in the hobby, right? You're not going to have that in all circles because there are some people who really hold true to this, you know, hobby and this game that we love, they safeguard it because this is their refuge. And, you know, sorry to offend people, but I really have noticed that the people who are not, and, and this is because I've also encountered this, the people that are not as open-minded to sharing or open-minded to letting people in from the outside play or those people who even get really pissed off at the fact that all these people are coming into Dungeons and Dragons at 5th edition and they're relating 5th edition to the oh well this is the newer edition and everyone is liking it because now it's popular and it's cool to play D&D and then you always hear someone say well I remember blah 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 which I did that earlier if you're paying attention I stated earlier that hey it there was a time where it wasn't cool to play Dungeons and Dragons but the difference is those people are I think again I think a lot of times people hold that you know memory and that association of well wait a minute you all didn't like me and didn't accept me so why should I even accept you which again if you think that way you're Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but I don't agree with it. I think that in this case, it's like, hey, if someone's willing and wanting to learn to play and and really be get involved, that we as a community should accept them. And obviously, like whoever in the community is being a, a, a wang rod, as they say. That that's a different story. But the point is, with the you know, with all this, is that. D&D is popular. It's because people have matured, people have grown, and I would almost even, you know, say that the, you know, so having something like D&D remain true to its core, which is a collaborative storytelling game, allowed it to mature and grow throughout the ages. It's going to be one of those games that 50 years from now there's going to be, you know, D&D is going to be as mainstream as, um, you know, NFL, NBA, the, you know, the major, you know, some of the major sports uh, leagues and whatnot. So then that's me personally, you know, I wouldn't doubt it that in 50 years, you're going to have, you know, different 
companies like, you know, Wizards of the Coast, they're going to be, you know, I, I would almost laugh at this, but I wouldn't be surprised if people do trade deals like they do athletes of like different fantasy writers. Like, hey, you know what? Did you hear that this company bought this, you know, new fantasy writer? I wonder how the games are going to be so on and so forth. It's, I feel like in 50 years, that's going to be a possible future. So either way, I'm excited about it. I'm glad that it's become popular now. I, I really am. And for the f- listeners out there, if you haven't tried Dungeons & Dragons, now is the time. There are so many great content creators out there that are talking about Dungeons & Dragons that are showing you how to get into Dungeons & Dragons. They're even telling you, hey, if you like building terrain, which is, you know, the things, you know, the, the, the houses and the villages and all those things that they look like scenes from a movie... You know, if you like, if that's what you like about the hobby, there are people who can show you how to build and paint that. If you like the miniatures aspect of the game, if you like the storytelling aspect, there are people out there dedicated to each section and each subsection. So I encourage you all, if you haven't tried Dungeons and Dragons, to try it. Go to your local game store, support them, buy some of the books and get involved. Um, if you don't have a local game store, try Facebook groups. Those work great too. But again, y'all, that is my take on why D&D is so popular. If you have any type of opinion on why you think it's popular, send me a message. Uh, DM me or send me an email at thebeardednerdvlog at gmail.com. And I'd love to hear more about it. If you have any other submissions for topics, I would love to hear that too at the same email. But anyway, I hope y'all have a great day. Keep your heads up. And as always, keep gaming.